0: With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. A, T, and T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. The United States Supreme Court recently overturned its 1973 decision in Roe v. Wade, thus ending national rights to access some types of abortions. This news has kicked off protests and calls to codify abortion access in law across the country. Today, let's look at the case of Roe v. Wade, what it decided, and how it was overturned. Jane Roe was a pseudonym for Norma McCorvey, a pregnant single woman in Texas who was unable to get an abortion because state law barred abortion in most instances, except when a woman's life was at risk. McCorvey's life was not in danger, but she also couldn't afford to travel outside of Texas to have an abortion. She claimed that the Texas law violated her constitutional right to privacy. Uh, The Wade in the case refers to Henry Wade, a Dallas County district attorney. Roe, who remained anonymous throughout the lawsuit, was joined by a Texas physician, who argued that the laws were too vague for care providers to follow. Previously, he had been arrested for violating the laws. The lawsuit argued that Roe had a right to obtain an abortion. A federal court in Texas agreed with her, ruling that the Texas ban was unconstitutional. Once the case reached the Supreme Court, the issues involved seemed so complex that the court actually had both sides present arguments twice, in December of 1971 and again in October of 1972. The court reviewed the case for two full years, weighing biological, ethical, and religious arguments in addition to constitutional issues. Ultimately, the justices ruled 7-2 in favor of Roe. All the justices were men. Uh, The first woman wouldn't be appointed to the Supreme Court until Sandra Day O'Connor began serving almost a decade later in 1981. For Roe v. Wade, Justice Harry Blackmun wrote the majority opinion, which argued that five of the constitutional amendments combined to create a zone of privacy around certain personal decisions, like marriage and contraception, and that banning all abortions violated that right to make a personal and private decision about whether or not to have a child. Those amendments that he referenced were the First Amendment, which guarantees personal freedoms, the Fourth, which protects citizens from unreasonable search and seizure, the Fifth, which guarantees due process of the law before any citizen may be deprived of life or liberty, the Ninth, which specifically doesn't limit a person's rights to what's in the Constitution, and the Fourteenth, which prevents individual states from infringing on American citizens' rights to due process and other stuff like equal protection under the law. However, Blackman also wrote that the right to privacy had to be balanced with the government's interest in protecting potential human life. And to strike that balance, the court decided that it was up to a woman and her doctor to choose whether or not to do an abortion in the first trimester of pregnancy. This barred states from revoking a woman's right to terminate a pregnancy in the first trimester for any reason. In the second trimester, states had the authority to regulate abortions. During the third trimester, once a fetus reached the point of viability, that is, the ability to survive outside of the womb, the state could restrict or ban abortion except in instances where it was necessary to protect a woman's life and health. Because the case took years to decide, before the verdict came down, McCorvey gave birth and put her child up for adoption. She later changed her views on abortion and joined the pro-life side, though in a documentary released in 2020, McCorvey says she only did so for the money. She died before the documentary was released in 2017. But back to the court. In 1992, a second Supreme Court decision a Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania v. Casey narrowly upheld Roe by a 5-4 decision. But the court also scrapped the trimester framework and found that legal restrictions on abortion were acceptable as long as they didn't place an undue burden upon women. Roe remained the law of the land for nearly half a century, but the balance of the Supreme Court began to change when Senate Republicans blocked Democratic President Barack Obama's nomination of Merrick Garland to the court and held open the seat, thus enabling Obama's successor, Republican Donald Trump, to nominate Neil Gorish for the seat in 2017. Republicans approved two other Trump appointees, giving conservatives a 6-3 to control of the court. Then, in early May of 2022, a leaked draft of an opinion by Justice Samuel Alito in a case called Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization indicated that this conservative majority was ready to overturn Roe and Casey. This new case concerned Mississippi's ban on abortion after 15 weeks. Uh, Dobbs is the name of a state health officer. Two months after the leaked draft, on June 24th of 2022, the court officially affirmed Mississippi's ban on abortion by a 6-3 vote in the Dobbs case, and it furthermore overturned Roe by a narrower 5-4 margin. Justice Alito, writing on behalf of Justices Gorsch, Clarence Thomas, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett, found that Roe had been, quote, egregiously wrong and deeply damaging, and that abortion was not a right protected either explicitly or implicitly in the Constitution. That due process clause of the 14th Amendment, he wrote, has been held to guarantee some rights that are not mentioned in the Constitution, but any such right must be deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition and implicit in the concept of ordered liberty. The right to abortion does not fall within this category. Whether that's historically correct is a matter of research that's out of the scope of this episode, because our understanding of the human body and reproduction has advanced so much in the past few hundred years. We only started to understand how sperm and eggs and conception and the growth of a baby all work when researchers first proposed cell theory in the late 1830s, a full 50 years after the Constitution was written. But this ruling means that each state can set its own abortion laws, and almost half the states in the union are likely to restrict or outlaw abortion under their current elected officials. The end of Roe has provoked a political firestorm, but it could be just the start of an even more bitter battle. Justice Thomas, in his concurring opinion, indicated that the court should use their reasoning from Dobbs to re-examine other precedents including the right to access contraception from Griswold v. Connecticut, the freedom to engage in consensual sexual intimacy from Lawrence v. Texas, and the right to same-sex marriage from Obergefell v. Hodges. Today's episode is based on the articles You Know These Seven Supreme Court Cases by Name, But What Did They Decide?, written by Dave Ruse, and 13 Overturned Supreme Court Cases, written by Ed Grubinowski and Melanie Redziki-McManus, both appearing on HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.